Hey guys, how you going? It's Brad and Sog here from the Couch Critics bringing you another episode. And this week, first round of the A-League Men competition is wrapped up. We're going to have a look at this, the, the week ahead. We're going to have a look back at the week that was just was. And we're going to talk about some of the topics that have been popping up in the um, soccer Twitter news in the past week or the past couple of days or so. So um, now, like I said, I'm Brad. I'm joined by my co-host Sog. How are we going, mate? You would have enjoyed that Sydney FC game you went to last week. How good is it letting 11 fellas on a piece of grass ruin your whole week? Uh, just love it. It's it's good to have football back, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's great. And it's great to see the Wanderers, even though they didn't score, they're above uh, Sydney FC at the moment on the ladder. But it's yep. actually MacArthur, the highest-ranked uh, Sydney team, which really hurts. I was at that MacArthur game uh, against Brisbane, a really entertaining game. Um, shame I just went home and everyone wanted to talk about the crowds. Yeah, they sucked, but yeah. um, the game was actually quite entertaining. So, yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, let's talk about uh, the round that was obviously your team. Um, Sydney FC went down to Melbourne victory. I would say it was a bit of a shock, uh, 2-0, and my team, the Wanderers, put on an absolute snooze fest and a nil-all draw with Wellington. I watched the first half, so I had to work, so I couldn't watch too much of it. Probably had a good chance, I don't know, but from all reports, it was a pretty boring game. Um, was there any particular highlight for you this weekend across the six games, Samuel, in the men's competition? The highlight for me... Uh, Adelaide were were banging like that was yeah. that was a great start to the season. Um, Adelaide were on fire. Musa Toure just cooking mm. Jacob Farrell and uh, getting him sent off. Um, absolute calamity for Mariners. Uh, and that was really the only kind of thing that we chatted about last week that I got right. Actually, in my tipping for uh, fantasy tipping, zero. <laughs> Every match wrong. Every match wrong. So uh, I can only go up from here. Um, yeah, look, just being back at the football was fun. Uh, I enjoyed going to Sydney game. Neither team was great. And uh, then victory just kind of pounced us twice. Um, it was good to see Jonah Lomu playing for the victory and um, just running over our team. Oh, that was... That yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, um, it was a good round. Uh, actually, the only match I didn't watch was Jets v Perth, and that was actually a cracker as yeah, well. Yeah, good finish oh. to that game. Yeah, so um, yeah, exciting football. Except for yeah, the Wanderers game. Like I was out in Western Sydney that day, and it was cooking. And we got home, put the TV on. And I was like, these poor fellas. Mm. Like no wonder the game was boring because it was like thirty four degrees at three o'clock in the afternoon there. And yeah, wow. Hot, hot yeah, stuff. I, th- I think the commentator on the sideline, man, they said that out in the sun, yeah, it's cooking at 32, but in the shade, it's actually really nice. It's like 22 degrees in the shade. Um, but unfortunately, it's like half cool. the pitch is in the shade, though. Yeah, and the, in the, the stand with uh, the majority of the seats uh, is out in the sun while the um, the corporate side is protected uh, by the uh, shade. The, the slummers out in the sunshine, it's like, you know, uh, the theatre of dreams. I'm not talking about old trap, old trapper here. I'm talking about you know Shakespeare. You know you've got the you've got yeah. the high class people up in the nice seats, and then you've got the slum down mm. down in the bottom. That that's what it feels like sometimes yeah. at Olympic stadiums. Um, what I would love to see just a stadium built for a hot weather climate. You know, with a roof, not because it's going to rain, but because you want some shade. Like you know, yeah, so, some. I know big shade cloths over the top. Imagine that. Just put a shade cloth over the top of uh, Combank Stadium. Or put air cons and all of them. It'll be great. 
Yeah, I don't know as a country we're well enough acclimatized to desert desert temperatures like Qatar where they feel the need to put aircons in all their stadiums. Um, but you know, maybe in fifty years' time with climate change, they might have to start looking at some air. You know what? I've been to the tennis stadium down in Melbourne for the Australian Open and their aircon, oh, it is spot on. We went there, watched the game, yeah. it was forty degrees, they put the aircon on. I was like, I should have brought a jumper. It works, and <laughs> I'm sure they could do it at the stadiums. So obviously, the electricity bill would be quite high. But anyway, my advice for people sitting in the sun at Combank is go to the family and go to the RBB. Yeah. Bro, like I've done it plenty of times, just getting a family ticket and walking in the RBB. The security doesn't check. Or no, no, okay, what you've got to do is when the big wave of the um, the ultras yeah, come in, right. just go in with them because they're not going to yeah. check everyone. Um, but obviously, that's not something I would support. No, no, definitely same, not. Same with the MacArthur game. I went on on the weekend when I bought uh, tickets behind the hill. I just went on to the, the seats in the sun. So I don't think the security was going to stop me. That was my fault for sitting in the sun. When there's 3,000 fans in that stadium, I reckon you could even potentially make it into the shaded side at MacArthur, aren't they? Just give yeah. it a go. Yeah, probably. I think Western United, look, you guys are... Oh, yeah. Surely you, you say you're going to build a stadium. Here's your chance. Like, build a stadium. Because you're out cooking on the, the edge of Melbourne... Um, it probably does get hot there, you know, once a day because, you know, Melbourne, the weather changes about mm. three times every day. Um, Western could do it. They could they could pioneer uh, some proper Aussie stadia with something to to provide a bit of shade or aircon. I'd love to see that. I, d- I don't think it's going to happen. But, um, probably not. Melbourne City, you know, you got all that oil money from uh, Man City. You know, put it to good use. Give us some aircon. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was a good game as well. Weston getting up against City in front of a good crowd there down at yeah, Amy yeah. Park. Um, looking Dude, ahead, actually, we've, got, we've got to talk about Noah Bodich. Like oh, celebrating the penalty, one, brilliant. Like mm. that never happens. And then pulling your hammy while celebrating. Uh, just so Very unfortunate. And couldn't be subbed because they'd used all their substitutions. Just that that's PK league, but but a youngster for him though. He st- stepped up. He was really keen to take that penalty. Took it really well. Yeah, the hats off to him, and hopefully the injury isn't too bad. There you go. Looking ahead to week two, um, your boys are under the spotlight on Friday night up at Lang Park in Brisbane, and I, I feel like there'd be a good buzz uh, around Brisbane. You know, I think they've done a lot of work and engagement in the off season to really. Um, bring the fans back, and I remember this game last year. It was, I think, it was only their last game. They played three games at Lang Park all year, and this was the third game there. It actually, got a really good crowd, so um, I'm hoping there'll be a good buzz around this because I think Brisbane are going to have a much better year than they've had in the past few. And um, hopefully, they get a good crowd down there. And um, I, I guess it'll be a good sign to see where Brisbane's at and to see where Sydney FC are at because they had a real stinker against Victory. Are they going to bounce back? Was that the form they're going to be in this year? And in Brisbane, are they going to? live up to the the little bit of hype they've got. Not heaps of hype, but there's a bit of hype around them that they'll be a, a lot better. Yeah, like like you said, I think that Australia Cup run has done a lot of good. I think um, the new chairman, um, you've got uh, Nick Fitzgerald and Kaz uh, Patafta. Mm. Um, they're doing all the right things and they've talked about taking Brisbane mm. back to Lang Park and, and that being really where they belong. Uh, and they kind of know... You're never really going to get proper stadia in Brisbane for a football team um, mm. unless we really push for it. So they know it's probably the best place to be. Redcliffe is too far from a lot of the fans. So I think those things should lead to a good crowd, but 
you know, I don't think it's just about the crowd. I think um, football-wise, yeah, they're looking yeah. better. Ross Ross Alois, he's, he's started well with them. It'll be interesting because obviously it's just been three weeks since Sydney beat uh, Brisbane in mm. the Australia Cup. And that was a really interesting game, a game of two halves. Um, so it'll be interesting to see they've kind of played each other in that competitive fixture not too long ago, um, how things going to change. Mm. Um, I think Sydney... They weren't terrible. They just weren't good. Um, mm. It was a far cry from that Australia Cup second half. And so um, I think there was factors to that. Redmayne mm. feeling a bit fatigued coming back from international duty. Robbie Mack as well. Um, so I think I, th- I think Sydney FC will improve. I think they'll have had the boot up them this week. And mm. I think it should be a good game. Friday night mm. yeah, should be a good start to the second round. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's a few other games on the afternoon on Saturday, 3.30 p.m. New South Wales time. Wellington's hosting Perth in the last, well, one of the last few additions we're going to get off the distance derby because I believe Perth to Auckland is a greater distance than Perth to Wellington. Oh. So when Auckland join next year, I think uh, the distance derby between Wellington and Perth are over, but not really. No, it'll just... it'll live forever in our hearts. <laughs> That's the proper distance derby. So that one's at 3.30 the Wanderers um, playing Western United at 7.45. That'll be my first Wanderers home game of the season, so I'm excited to get there out at Parramatta. Um, surely they can't. Oh, I don't... All round, I thought the Wanderers were okay, but just going forward, they had a few good chances early on, and then after that, it seems like it was a bit of a snooze. Western, I think I tipped them for the top four, so they had a really good win against City at the start of the season. Mm. You know, I expect them to be a really hard team to beat. Uh, as well so should be an interesting fixture to see where these two teams are at was the first and i think the first week for the wanderers was just you know one of those days they had an off day and i'm confident they will bounce back but i think um i think western united will be a lot harder to play than obviously wellington i think we both did wellington not to have particularly great seasons so um yeah it'll be an exciting match yeah look i think wellington perth should uh give us something interesting i think the signs are good from Perth. There's something about them. No, uh, you want to talk about them. I was ready to skip straight over them, but go on. <laughs> Ollie Sales going back to his uh, club oh. after an absolute stinker in uh, stoppage time against the Jets. So um, that'll be interesting for him. Uh, Wellington weren't terrible last weekend. So, you know, that's um, that's something. Like, they had chances as well against... Yeah. So... Look, I, I think I think that will still be an okay game, uh, mm. the the early kickoff on Saturday. But yes, uh, Wanderers Western. I think that's going to be a good match. I think one in the cooler temperature, nice. Yeah. Uh, Wanderers will be a bit more free flowing, and Western look good. So yeah, I, I'm really really excited. Five twenty one on Saturday, so it'll be a lot better. On Wellington though, going back to Wellington again, Alex Paulson. Yeah, well, actually, I just thought about it. Alex Paulson, their goalkeeper, had a blinder on the weekend, I have to say. Yeah, uh, he's, a, he's a real standout for that club. And with Ollie Sale going on, it looks like uh, he might have a good season or it might have just been a, a fluke for that first round. But anyway, sad day. It's uh, MacArthur v Central Coast. Sunday, up yeah. At, up at uh, Gosford. Both of these teams are in action tonight as we record on Thursday night and Central Coast getting up 6-3 against... Bali United from Indonesia Bali. and Mark Arthur still haven't kicked off. They're playing pin on pen from Cambodia, and I'd expect um, 
Oh, it is away from home, so it'd be a bit tricky, but I still expect MacArthur to get up in those games. I actually put on Twitter, well, let's just talk about the Asian Cup or the AFC Cup. Where would these some of these Asian teams sit in the New South Wales football system? <laughs> MPL2, MPL3, the Western Premier League? Joe K responded and reckons they'd be in a relegation battle that Orange Sims would get up on them out in the Western Central West Comp. They're maybe not that bad, but um, look, it, it's hard to tell. And you've got to, you you do have to put it into some perspective. Like the Mariners had a nil or draw away from home in their first game. Of, no, it was a one nil loss. A one nil loss, even. Yeah. Okay. So there yeah. you go. Uh, and that game, watching that game, that was one of those, you know, when you play FIFA and you have 30 shots and you can't score and the other guy gets one shot and scores? Yeah. yeah. That was that game. I've like, um, I've, got no doubt the Mariners will bounce back and win that group but it was just one of those days you know you just yeah one of those days but I think it's something people really do underestimate they uh, I think it happens with a lot of people they watch the Champions League in Europe and they're like you can win away from home look at this team and it's like yeah they flew from England all the way to uh, Uzbekistan not Uzbekistan sorry Azerbaijan yeah uh, which is a four-hour flight I think it's a bit and- longer than that no, it's like a four-hour flight, four-and-a-half-hour flight. And that is just... Five-and-a-half, five-and-a-half. Five-and-a-half, okay. So but still, that's probably the furthest they'll ever travel. Melbourne, that's Melbourne flying and getting to Darwin and then, having, and then having to double that to get anywhere. You know, like where did Melbourne City play last night? They played in Thailand. Yeah. Is like a nine-hour flight, maybe even longer. Hmm. That's huge, and and that's happening the other way back. So, I don't want to be too kind to these Asian Cup teams. Like, some of them are terrible, hmm. and you know that they're, they've topped their leagues, and and they've got one Brazilian guy who's randomly like I think the guy playing for Bali United up front, he was like the top striker in the Maltese hmm. Premier League. Or yeah, something. I heard that on the commentary. Yeah, like good on him. And but some of these nations actually care about football, like yeah, uh, Buriram that Melbourne City played last night in the Champions League, albeit mm. by competition. Um, their stadium looked awesome. Uh, Thailand actually cares about football. Um, uh, you know, there's actually no wonder that they've got a higher coefficient than Australia do at the moment because we don't seem to care. So I don't think it's completely fair to some of these teams to say the, the coefficient the coefficient is pretty cooked i mean we missed out because during asia uh, during covid we didn't play i think it really stuffed our um coefficient around but i think it's what it showed is like there's the really good teams like japan right. south korea saudi then there's us probably trying to compete with them there's a bit of a gap between them and then the gap between australia and some of these countries like myanmar and cambodia and indonesia are so far behind um, so there might be some inconsistency with the coefficient. Yeah. I think it'll change the way they've rechanged um, the the Asian Champions League or that for the next couple of years. It'll probably make sure we're not playing those lower tier nations anymore. But um, yeah, it's a great opportunity for these clubs like Bali to go on an away day like this. But maybe I've been too harsh. Yeah, look, so, I still think that it's a lot of travel, and they're doing the travel to Australia. It, it means teams like Mariners and, and good on them. They've they've made their home ground tough and so it has uh, pissed rain con- both games have played they've still conceded they still conceded three goals to bali tonight mm. 
And you know, maybe they've rested some players because they've got a match on Saturday or Sunday, sorry. Mm-hmm. But like you've let Bali come to Gosford after traveling, you know, eight hours and score three goals against you. Could be doing better. Like so Yeah, they probably could have. I think me watching and I was like, yeah, they they give me this vibe of they're just doing enough. They because I think they've got a, and it's not a good mindset to have. You know, want to go, you want to go out and play really well every game. But I think they had a mindset of, I just need to do enough, and we'll beat them. And they did that, but they got a bit complacent. I, I think what it is is a great opportunity for these A League clubs in the AFC Cup to play young players, mm. and so say to them, "Hey, go out and and play your heart out, and okay, beat Bali United eight mm. nil, um, but show me why." you deserve a spot actually in a week and a half's time in the A-League squad. Like, yeah. I think it, it's a good opportunity in the group stage to to say, okay, but but also like, you know, we, we talk about Australia actually doing well in this and mm. it's been 10 years since the Wanderers magically won the Asian Champions League and we're never going to see anything like that again. So one part of me actually says, well, Mariners and MacArthur, you've got a real chance to actually go yeah. and win silverware. Yeah. And that helps the coefficient. Like if you're winning these competitions, it actually boosts Australian football. So yeah, maybe play some young players, but don't take this. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. don't take it so complacently. If you can win silverware, then go and do it and like mm. do it well. And Asia goes, okay. Yeah. Okay. You get your champions league spots back. And then we actually have to care about that competition too. So, you know. Uh, and City are doing well in that as well. Yeah, fantastic. And, and I think we have the opportunity. We we should do better and we can do better. We've just got to care. And so getting those competitions right is important. So I, I think it's good. I, th- I hope MacArthur do win tonight. But... So a really good preview for the MacArthur Central Coast game there. We just kind of talked about their Asian campaigns. But I think... Uh, the Mariners will be a bit well-rested in terms of they didn't have to go on a big fight to uh, Cambodia midweek like uh, MacArthur. Yeah. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how they'll back up um, Central Coast. Obviously, they missed Alu Kual and Brian Kaltak. Well, they, they got subbed off quite early, Alu Kual and Brian Kaltak. And for the first 15 minutes, I thought the Mariners played really well against Adelaide. Those two guys got off, went off. They kind of fell apart. So yeah. um, you need to have Brian Kaltak on that field. And I, I don't know what his update was. I think Alu Kual trained, but I don't know what the go is with Kaltak. So... Yeah, they said it wasn't too serious, but yeah, it's kind of dangerous. You don't want that in the first game of the season. Mm. Uh, injuries like that could really derail because I don't know they've got particularly a, a ready-made replacement. Yeah, I think Nathan Paul, Sydney FC kind of youth player, you know, like the rest of the A League. Mm. I think he's just been signed on a, a full contract, so so maybe yeah, that good. says that Caltech isn't as fit as. Um, he probably yeah. should be second. Well, the 5 p.m. kickoff down in Melby is between uh, the victory and the Newcastle Jets down at Melby Tangular Stadium. So it'll be interesting. This is victory's first home game where they won't have the restrictions, I believe, the crowd restrictions since um, that fateful derby just before Christmas. So yeah, hopefully they behave themselves. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how they go because I. I don't think they'll be a team competing for the top four, but I don't think they're going to be as bad as they were last year. Uh, this would be a good opportunity for them to go two to two, two from two because I don't think we rate Newcastle that well, though they played quite well against Perth uh, last week. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to make of this one. I reckon. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think, mate? 
Yeah, look, um, I, I think it is a great opportunity for victory. Uh, again, uh, just as Sydney weren't bad but weren't fantastic, Melbourne were kind of the same. Like, they they probably had the better of the chances. Well, I mean, they had the better XG if you're mm. into those kind oh, of yeah. things. Yeah. Um, probably had the better Paramount Plus player index, whatever that is. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, look, look, they've, They've not got a, a bad side. I don't think there's anyone to make. Like, Bruno Fornaroli, I love him, and he scored a great goal against but, us. But like, he's so old. Like, he's, what is he, 35? I think he's 36. Like, he's their starting striker. Mm. And so I do just worry how how successful you can be with that. Like, we, yeah. we old players can, can still do well in the A-League, but... It's long not, term. He's not it's having someone who's in their prime. Yeah, yeah. Long term, he's not a solution to their striking problems. No, but, you know, hats off at thirty six. You're still playing pro pro football. I'm at twenty eight, yeah. and I got nowhere near it. So, <laughs> that's um, right. no, like he's a great striker. Like absolutely. I just I think the depth of Victory mm-hmm. squad isn't the strongest, and yeah. one or two gets injured. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, their midfield. If if one of those midfielders is out. And you know, Jake Brim has just come back from a long injury. Yeah, you, you kind of want to bring him in slowly because I don't think they survive injuries particularly well. You saw last season didn't go well for them. So, um, yeah. Castle Jets actually, uh, I don't want to talk about them on the field. I, I last week, interesting two goals. Um, you know, one a bit lucky. Costa Grosos was pretty good. Mm. There's signs they've got young players. Um, I actually the the big news out. For them this week is the same group that helped sell yeah, get, get Earth Glory sold, um, which was really good. Uh, and mm-hmm. that was only a three month process. Um, Cordamentha is their name or something like that. Sure. Um, it sounds like a second rate drug. Um, <laughs> you speak you speak on experience about second yeah, rate drugs. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I'm all about the Audi Panamax or whatever it's called. All oh, those kind of drugs, right? Oh yeah, good on you, Brad. Yeah. Uh, Whoever they are, look, they've done a great job selling Perth. And apparently it's been like two days and they say there's heaps of interest in people buying the Newcastle Jets. One, I'm a little sceptical on that because if there was heaps of interest, what on earth has the APL? Have they, have they clarified it is Newcastle, New South Wales and not Newcastle, <laughs> North East England? <laughs> Maybe not. But, you you know, if you get a buyer, you get a buyer, you know, bait and switch. Um. Look, if there was if there was really genuine interest, why is this group being brought in in the first place? So I'm a little sceptical on that. But if it's true, if there's interest and they can sell the club and they've kind of assured yeah. this relocation, it's Newcastle you're buying and you're, you're buying that club and keeping them there. If somebody wants to take them on, then we we get this group in control and, and get them to sell the next uh, TV rights deal as yep. well because... <laughs> you know they they could probably... if they can sell Newcastle yeah get right. them selling the TV rights for good money absolutely so um mm. good signs there for Newcastle yeah. the Jets fan uh, let us know what you think about that because um it's been misery and and we talked about this in our preview pod kind of until they sort things out off the pitch I don't think they'll ever get it right on the pitch and so mm. this this is really good steps so props to them and um, yeah. maybe this kind of positivity. Uh, helps them soar this weekend, you know, just fly into the game and um, snag some points. 
I'd love to see them beat Victory. It'd be great. Yeah, we're all about positive vibes here in Newcastle. Please do a job and uh, beat them, please, because I think the the rest of the A-League will thank you. Of course, though, uh, we're impartial here. We don't uh, hold any biases and grudges against any teams. Yeah, no, not at all. No. Jets. Anyway, yeah. and we love you, Melbourne. No, I don't even really like, like, like Melbourne. It's like the holiday. I like the holiday in Melbourne. Uh, yeah, I, I like leaving. That's my favourite part. That's <laughs> nah, all right. Um, the last Somebody... game of the... Oh, pardon? Well, I was going to say somebody somewhere else that's better than Melbourne, Adelaide. Yeah, well, yeah, I was getting on to Adelaide. I think this is this potentially could be the match of the round, and it's the final game of the round. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Seven PM kicking off at Hindmarsh Stadium, Adelaide. Who? Yeah, you know, I think some people will quickly write them off after they lost a lot of good players. Had a really good yep. start against the the defending champs, and now they welcome uh, Melbourne City and some. You know, there's a good buzz again, and. Um, you know, on a on a Sunday night, uh, in what could be one of the matches of the round, I think this could be potentially a really entertaining game. You know, with that crowd there at Hindmarsh, it always brings a good vibe. And um, I think with Adelaide, it's all going to be about the juniors this this season. I'm hoping we'll see more of those juniors. Uh, Nestori Irakunda, um, Torre, you said about before. And Musa, yep. Hopefully, we'll see a big impact from those guys and more uh, against City this weekend. Yeah, look, I I think. Adelaide is going to be one of those teams because it's a young team. Uh, I think they're going to ride some highs and they're going to ride mm. some lows. Last week was a high. And mm. they've got players like Ben Halloran who the last great season he had was mm. when Craig Goodwin left the club the first time for Saudi Arabia. Yeah. He had best goals and assist tally that season. Yeah. Maybe signs of that again. Um, uh, you know, some other players that I, I thought were really good um, was uh, the right back for Adelaide, Padash, Panash Madanya, I think his name is. Um, yeah, just say confidently, man. And... It's it's an incredible name. Uh, yeah, Panash Madanya. That's I'm going with that. Um, he looks really good as a right back. Uh, he was exciting. I think mm-hmm. Ryan Kido is another kind of experienced player. That's um, he he's kind of their their level setter. Yeah. Tim Halloran, uh, I think that's really good. Uh, Ibasuki up front, I think, mm. can score goals. So I, I think they're fun to watch. Mm. I think, uh, I think every every week this season, uh, they're either going to play really good and be fun, or they're going to be a bit on the nose, and the other team's going to be fun to watch. And Melbourne City will want to bounce back. Um, maybe they did a bit of that last night in their Champions League match. Um, a two 0 win in Thailand is really good away from home. Yeah. So. Um, McLaren's goal is good. Uh, Marin uh, Jacquelis on the left wing, two assists, and they were really good. Um, he was cooking. The thing I'm worried about, though, like it's only a couple of days turnaround flying back to Melbourne. Yeah, they'll probably be home. Probably home now, but still adjusting. That's a long time to be sitting and, and on your ass for. They played their full squad, kind of. Mm. You know, Aslan played. Um, yeah, so how much is that going to affect uh, the start to their season? Because mm. there's some of these players like playing four days later with mm. that flight. That's that's going to be tough. So it'd be interesting to see what Melbourne City do. Do they rotate the squad a little? Um, yeah, I'm intrigued. Uh, you know, does someone like Jamie Young, goalkeeper, he's, he's not a spring chicken anymore. Like, does he bounce back across... Cross that flight and and play again uh, just a couple of days later. 
So I think it's a great opportunity for Adelaide to to get another win and stay on top of the table. I think it's, yeah, I think you're right. It's, it's going to be probably the game of the round if it's, yeah, it's all there. Yeah. And obviously the A-League women's comp is not on this weekend because it's the international break in the women's game. There's a few exciting things uh, in the women's comp this week. Uh, week just gone. Uh, Brisbane Raw broke their home attendance record uh, when yeah. they played Sydney FC. So that was really exciting. I found that's probably probably one of the highlights off the top of my head there. So really yeah, exciting. I'm going to ever play in their A-League women's as oh, well. yeah, for the Wanderers, 15 and um, 11 months or something like that. Yeah, she so. just turned 16 like today as we were recording. Oh, okay. Wow. Like, so yeah, Pretty close got... to 16, but Sam Kerr was like 16 and 57 days or something. So, yeah, so yes. That's... Huge record. Yeah, and she uh, had to endure the Wanderers losing 3-0. So. I, I did like that they were bragging, youngest ever player, how great's this, the Wanderers. And it's like, you do realise, like, yeah, they, they, they play a pretty young player and they got pumped. <laughs> yeah, so so either she is the next Sam Kerr and that's great or there's concerning issues there because when you're blooding someone that hasn't turned 16, it's either she's a wonder kid or yeah, there's other stuff going on there. But yeah, anyway, yeah. anyway. Um, Obviously, we're going to enjoy the the Tillies three games in the next week. They've sold out all the games. I think they've sold out 11 straight home games played uh, on Australian soil. Be over 100,000 fans, or about 100,000 fans across those three games in Perth. So that's really exciting, and it's great to see the Tillies are still the hottest commodity in all of Australian sport right now. Yeah. Um, You want to talk about some of the, the topics that were popping up on social media this week, in particular... Um, X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, huh? I think uh, we saw Joey K given his opinion on the finals, whether yeah. it should be in, and he was he gave the the opinion that he believes we should be in the finals, uh, and that obviously brought up a fair bit of conversation uh, online across a lot of social media um, platforms. So even one when I saw on Reddit calling him a Euro snob. Wow. Which is a bit funny because... It's just not true. Like, Yeah, that, yeah, it's not true. That guy loves Aussie football. Um, yeah, look, Joey Kay, he, he's one of our breed from out west uh, of New South Wales. Right, no, 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 we get out. We get out. <laughs> there are different breeds of Central West. There's me who's lived here for 10 years and has got nothing, never grew up here. Then there's your lot from <laughs> the Blue Mountains called Lith... At the bottom of the Blue Mountains called Lithgow who are just one of a kind. And he's, I think, from Orange, so... Yeah, yeah, Shelbyville, whatever. Orange, Orange but, place, you know. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Central West, yeah. Um, yeah and I, I think, it, I think a lot of the debate was good because it sparked a lot of conversation. Yeah. I think, as always, though, it always brings out the the bad side on social media where people just can't agree, and <laughs> and that's that's okay if we can't agree, but some people just take it a little bit too far. But yeah, whatever. Mm. Um, what were your thoughts? Do you, do you agree with him? Yeah. Look. Uh, I think we've talked about it a little bit on this. Should there yeah, be talked about it for a while? So let's talk uh, about it again. I think my opinion changes. I, I think <laughs> you're 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 a strong advocate for keeping the grand final series. You think it, um, and and I've never quite been the biggest lover of it. But you know what? The more the more I think about it, the more I think it actually is appropriate for Australian football to have a great like a final series. I. Yeah. You, you saw I, what happened in Melbourne last year when yeah. they decided to strip the grand final. People were like, oh, finally, why don't we just get rid of all the finals? But people were so adamant because it was such a tradition of the grand yeah, final. Yeah, that's right. It's tradition. It, it is Australian. We're not Europe. 
are finals not a football thing? Well, sure, it's not in the Premier League, but the championship has a final series. Yeah, the playoffs. Yeah. It's it's not to decide who's the champion, but mm. it's a knockout couple of games to reward a team and they get a bunch of money and then get into the Premier Like yeah. They call that, it the richest football ga- club football game, that uh, championship playoff because of the money. Right. And it, and it happens in the rest of Europe. You know, they have those kind of things. Or you have leagues like Belgium, which halfway through splits, or Scotland even does that. They have a, a top half mm-hmm. and a bottom half. People suggested maybe that's the way the A-League should go. I, I genuinely think, actually, that keeping the finals in is it's it's good and right for Australian football. I think it means that there's something to play for for most teams right up until the end mm-hmm. of the season. Um, I think it means, well, it it just, for all Australians, and, and this happens in our youth football as well, like you have finals, and it means mm. our mentality is you might win the regular season, but to prove you're really the, the champions, you, you've got to go the whole way and mm. you've got to do it. And I know we've got the Australia Cup, and I would love to see that brought in a bit closer to like in line with the A-League season. Mm. And maybe that's a national second division kind of thing that has to be tweaked. But but while it's a kind of off-season competition, I think the finals bring that flavour to the end of our A-League season. So, mm. yeah, look, uh, I appreciate some of what Joe was saying, but I, I don't think he's quite right. Um, what are your thoughts, Brad? Yeah, I, I like the final system. Actually, I briefly chatted to him on Twitter, and he said, "The moment I, those words came out of my mouth, I knew I was done for." Uh, uh, it's, it's good engagement. Uh, oh, it's, it's we good. Could never. Yeah, <laughs> and to be fair, I haven't listened to the entire podcast that he was on. It's probably worth it because they talk about football for a fair bit of it. Um, but yeah, like I, I think, like you, I've swapped. I probably ten years ago, I probably would have liked first past the post because that's what they do in Europe. But. Um, I don't think you could ever contemplate it in Australian football when there's no relegation um, because, you know, when, you know, if you just had first past the post in the Premier League and there was no relegation, there was no other European spot, it would be incredibly boring. Yeah. Um, but at the moment we don't have relegation. We, don't, we have a few Asian spots, but, you know, you get rid of the finals, it is an incredibly boring comp because Melbourne City have been quite dominant in the league competition for the past couple of years. I think the finals, it just makes it a bit more exciting. We get some some of our biggest ever crowds have come from yeah. grand finals. Um, yeah, and I, I like the drama of it. I like the Australianness of it. Like, uh, like, yeah, it's great what they do in Europe, but, like, I don't really care. Like, you look right across the world, the different things they do. You know, we're, we're kind of similar to the MLS, but they have conferences. We don't do that. You know, you said about the Belgian league and the Scottish league. I know the the Mexican league and a lot of the Latino leagues have um, mm. some uh, two different comps throughout the year, and they have a playoff to decide the champion in the different. Must be a winter season or a spring yeah. season or something like that. Um, so that it's not just the European way around the world. There are a few different ways the league systems are set up, and that's fine. I think we're quite entertaining in the fact that. We've had quite a lot of different champions since the A-League started uh, in that Premier League time uh, since, you know, for the past 17, 18 years. How many teams have won the Premier League? Not many. And any new teams that come along have big money or they fluke it like Leicester, which we'll, you know, we might not see for another 100 years. So, 
Um, yeah. Yeah, like... I think one day if we got relegation, there was more European spots, uh, sorry, Asian spots, maybe first past the post, but no, nah. I, I like our current system. I'd like to probably see a bit more of a reward for the team that tops the regular season, um, maybe more money, more emphasis. I don't know. Well, I mean, well, at the moment, the reward is actually that's the one that gets the Champions League spot. Yeah. And, um, we talked about it before. Not many clubs take it too seriously, the Champions League. That's true. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. Um, and again, like you're saying, we, we get some of our best crowds. We we also have some of our much, most memorable kind of moments and matches in those final series. Like, think of... I, I, I can't go past that Mariners and Brisbane grand final. Yeah, from 2012, that drama, all four goals in stoppage time, and coming back from two nil, two nil down for Brisbane to win it on penalties. That was some of the best drama we've had in the A League. And, and like, think you know, Wanderers against Brisbane in that semi. Yeah, five four, incredible. Yeah. Uh, you think Adelaide beating Wanderers in the grand final uh, at a packed out um, Adelaide cricket ground, mm. like incredible. What that those scenes are are so cool. You think of Sydney, like for Sydney FC. Going and winning down in Victoria, and um, you've got Muskie hitting the the post clank. Um, you know, beautiful stuff like that. You got the Bessar Barisha, yeah, penalty like, against Perth. You've got um the the Melbourne victory uh, ghost VAR goal against the Jets, like absolute controversy. What a shocker. Man, it stands out. You've got victory beating Sydney FC in the semi-final that season, um, with the Antonis own goal and then redemption mm. goal. Like their moments, and, and you know, uh, sure you, you have like finals are big. Like I, yeah, finals are big. Those kind of knockout. That's that's when football really matters. It's put it all on the line, and and get, you know, Sydney FC last last season against the Wanderers. Um, pull mm. it out when you need it. Like that's football that creates memories and creates moments, and that's what why everyone was so sad last year because those moments of traveling across Australia to see your team in an away final or yeah. having the final at your own stadium, they're such precious memories. So yeah, like you take that away, and the A League loses a whole bunch of special moments. Sure, you could create them in other ways. But I, I think I think the final series for now is the perfect the perfect way for for the A League. Yeah. If you really want to talk about what the A League should drop, and and maybe this could be another pod that we spend some time and rant about this. But but I think before you ever scrap the finals, you need to scrap the. I, I'm a big believer of scrapping the cap. I, I think changing how it works or scrapping it altogether and creating. Just letting teams loose and letting them actually do what they want to with their money. I know there's some financial things, but I reckon that's what you do before you scrap the final series is scrap the cap. So, yeah. Anyway, that's that's our thoughts. Um, yeah. Obviously, lots of people have shared on Twitter, but you know, feel free to comment um, your opinions, right or wrong. Uh, <laughs> you know, depending on what we think uh, down in the comments uh, below. Mm. Are you for a final series or not? Um, yeah, love to find out. Mm. Unless before we wrap up, unless there's anything else you want to talk about, I think if you're a, a member for a club, do you want to let us know what you get in your little membership pack? Because I think we want to talk about that in the next couple of weeks and kind of compare 
clubs and see who's actually got the best membership pack or what's got the best offers uh, for a club. Yep. So if you're still listening so far, please like and subscribe or download the pod or give it a review wherever you're listening to and let us know what you get in your membership pack because uh, I, I think that'll be an interesting topic to see who's got uh, the best packs. Absolutely, yeah. No, that's. Uh, I think that's a good place to wrap us up for this week. Um, good round of football ahead. Enjoy going to watch the Wanderers, Brad. Yeah, hopefully I will. It will be my first game. It'll be my 38th time I'll be seeing the Wanderers live. So Beautiful. Yeah, Footballology, it's a great app. But um, yeah, no, awesome. Well, um, yeah, if you're at the game, come say hi. If you're a Western fan, stuff you. No, that's all right. I'll go say hi to that Western fan. But um, thanks, uh, thanks for watching. Uh, thanks for sticking with us if you still are. And uh, we'll see you, although we won't really see you, but hopefully you'll hear us or see us uh, in the next video. Yeah.